Hey, everyone. Hey. <laughs> How's everybody doing on like a scale of one to ten? Oh, yeah. Zero. Negative. Yeah. Um, it's been really hard for us to fly to LA during a time like this. We just came in on Wednesday after finding just this awful news about what happened to our country, and uh, it's been a lot to digest. Um, just like personally, like having to be here and away from our loved ones and just like wondering what's what's happening yeah uh, uh so like we don't really know like where to begin um other than you know how do we fight trump how do we fight this world that you know we've now been thrust in that we didn't really choose um and i think we have a few good ideas um that are in this book uh such yeah. as how to be a feminist without being too opiniony for yeah. example <laughs> or like feminist cosmetic tools yeah or foot stomps and other percussive methods to let him know who's boss <laughs> or empowerment exercise embody a man yeah or how to uh. apologize for having it all <laughs> uh. inspiring memes to share with your friends yeah or uh. how to have sex even when you're bloated because yeah. um, we live in that new world now yeah, so uh, lucky for you guys, we've got it all figured out. Thank God. Um, you guys are going to have this all figured out by the end of tonight and with this book, so we hope we can solve all of the problems that are about to happen in the next four years. Um, but, you know, before we get too deep into it, uh, this is a, a manual on how to win at feminism, so it we do really go point by point on like how to actually be better at feminism than everybody else. Uh, so some of you guys might have the question, a pretty common question, uh, what is feminist? What isn't feminist? And fortunately, we put together uh, a list that we can share with you guys now. So uh, this is a chart from our book called Is It Feminist? A Chart. Because it's a chart. This part of the book is a chart. There are two columns in this chart. We are going to read both of those columns yeah. right now. Have we decided who is going to read which column? I'll read the first one, but I'll read the intro before that. Oh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> there's no outro, so I won't read that. Okay. Great. This is a chart. Uh, some say feminism is more a theory, but we like to think of it as a label that can be slapped onto or removed from anything we choose. So the next time you see, you're about to see a movie, read a book, or buy a bag of fat-free popcorn, ask yourself, is it feminist? For your reference, here's a sample guide to what is and isn't feminist. Feminist, painting your nails for you. Not feminist, painting your nails for him. <laughs> feminist, erotica. Not feminist, porn. Feminist, your vibrator. Not feminist, his dick. Feminist, dark chocolate. Not feminist, milk chocolate. Feminist, C-sections. Not feminist, mad vaginal births. Feminist, sexting. Not feminist, texting. Feminist, Whoopi Goldberg. Not feminist, Whoopi cushions. Feminist, bubble baths. Not feminist, oatmeal baths. Feminist, lifesavers. Not feminist, candy canes. Feminist, Moesha. Not feminist, brandy. Feminist, oysters. Not feminist, pearls. Feminist, body wash. Not feminist, soap on a rope. Feminist, 
Feminist books. Not feminist spicy trail mix. Feminist dance. Not feminist magicians. Feminist plastic applicators. Not feminist lice. Feminist whoopee. Not feminist making whoopee. Feminist the moon. Not feminist the sun. Feminist magic Mike. Not feminist magic Mike XXL. Feminist the pill. Not feminist condoms. Feminist death by chocolate. Not feminist the death penalty. Feminist yogurt. Not feminist gogurt. Feminist having it all. Not feminist having a ball. Feminists. Fifty Shades. Not feminist of gray. Feminist tacos. Not feminist burritos. Feminist feelings. Not feminist facts. Feminist tigers. Not feminist lions. Feminist Oaklandaise. Not feminist San Francisco giants. Feminist spinning. Not feminist cycling. Feminist coughing. Not feminist sneezing. Feminist having a stroke. Not feminist burning toast. Feminist Bell's palsy. Not feminist Lyme disease. Feminist hi. Not feminist hello. Feminist pissing. Not feminist peeing. Feminist tote bags. Not feminist other kinds of bags. Feminist riding a horse. Not feminist eating meat. Feminist herb gardens. Not feminist electrical fires. Feminist knowing CPR. Not feminist being an EMT. Feminist punching. Not feminist kicking. Feminist mmm. Not feminist yum. Feminist standing. Not feminist sitting. Feminist almonds. Not feminist peanuts. Feminist coconut milk. Not feminist actual milk <laughs> well so i think you see where we're that going. about covers it yeah oh my gosh uh thank you guys all for coming tonight um we want to welcome up welcome up a stand-up and a friend of reductress she's mo welch she's host of the mo show at ucb and also a co-host of comedians you should know over at the improv please welcome mo welch Thank you. Guys, give it up for Reductress and this beautiful book. I'll just, I feel like it'd be weird if I sat down. That would just be uncomfortable for everybody. How, I, this is like, this is my first time doing stand-up since the news. <laughs> so I feel like I can't even say like, how's everybody doing, you know? Because it's like, I know. I know. Like, living in LA, I feel like we're all like attending a funeral. Everyone I go up to, I'm like, how are you? Like, how's it going? Amazing cheese plate, right? How are you taking the news? Yeah? I just don't know what I'm going to tell my kids. So, yeah. That's how I'm feeling. It's an impression of me at this moment. It's so insane. I don't even know, like, what jokes... Like, I feel like I had to burn all of my jokes. Just like, this is just garbage. It's all, like, nobody wants to hear about my big hands. Yeah, it's just... I'll probably tell that joke. (laughs) Anyways. I mean, it's gold. It's gold. Uh, Man, I feel like Trump is just, like, the least qualified like person in the world to do anything. And, like, now he's there. Like, it's just so, like, we're all just going to cry at the end of my set, because that's, <laughs> I just need to join in. And just like, he was, he's not even the most qualified reality show host to run the country. <laughs> like, I would vote for Chris Harrison in a heartbeat. <laughs> like, he is, I mean, he, he hosts The Bachelor, he, like, he knows how to talk to women, you know? <laughs> he believes in love first. <laughs> he's, like, prevented so many wars from starting. It's a dreamboat. I love him. You guys know Christopher? 
Yeah, yeah. Good friends. Good times. Oh man. All right. Well, you know, I'll try. I'll try to make you guys laugh, uh, even though it's hard. I mean, a lot of art will come out of this. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> we can't. We can't even talk like that yet. I feel like we can't even be like, well, here's one positive thing, maybe. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Anyways, so I have really big hands. Uh, it's great. I um, fucking wrote down a bunch of really stupid... Oh, I really do wish I... I really wish I did drugs. I'll tell you that much. I really wish that I could, like, do drugs right now. But Dare worked on me. And I can't. Like, I had, I had an edible once. I had, like, an entire edible arrangement. Like, I ate the whole bouquet. Um, someone sent it to my house on accident. They were sick. <laughs> Their friend was sick. I ate it all. It was, like, all melon and cantaloupe. I'm like, ugh, boring. You guys big fans of edible arrangements? Yeah. I know. It's like they need more strawberries and blueberries, right? It's just making, like... It's like this shitty fruit. They take melon. It's so cheap. Thank you. Yeah. They actually asked me to contribute a chapter on that uh, to the book, but I was a little busy eating melon. Yeah. Um, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gay. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah. So if you don't laugh at my joke, it is a hate crime. Um... I mean that. I'll find you. Uh, so a friend of mine asked, he's like, Mo, are you out to your grandparents? Like, no, man, no one's out to their grandparents. Like, just wait it out. Like, what, why, would you, why would you do that? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I feel high. I'm not, obviously. But taking out my... Um, oh, I went to, uh, have you guys heard of Wisconsin? <laughs> like all these jokes. Are... Oh, yeah, so uh, my sister lives in Wisconsin, and she just got married. I went there a couple of weeks ago. Beautiful place. Uh, I wanted to set it on fire. Um, it's, I don't know if you've ever been to a Midwestern wedding, but I asked for uh, the vegetarian option, and I shit you not, I, I got a plate full of corn. Like just <laughs> kernels of corn. It was like spoonfuls of corn. Like I can't even digest it. I'm like, this is just horseshit. Um, that's Wisconsin though. You just want to marry your mom when you were younger? <laughs> what? I thought this was a feminist book. Really. <laughs> I don't understand feminism. Uh, yeah, I guess fuck your mom. Um, I wanted to marry my mom so hard. I did. Because like when you're younger, they're like, you, you're going to marry, when you grow up, you're going to marry who you love. And I loved my mom. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to marry mom. <laughs> and it was a super cute and innocent thought um, until my parents got a divorce. <laughs> that shit was back on the table. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Am I going to marry mom? Like... <laughs> So, like my my siblings would go by. I'm like, hey, uh, did mom say anything about me? Or like, how long do you think it's gonna take for her to get over dad? <laughs> yeah, I'm such a loser. <laughs> yeah, and this microphone is. I don't know what to do with it. It's just moving. It's moving more than I am. Um. Okay, we're getting there. 
think we're getting there. Um, this is not this is not a joke, but like recently, I was like because of pantsuits, I was <laughs> I was like I was really excited for pantsuits to come back in, like super. Like I got I got a turtleneck the other day, and I was like I'm just gonna make it all work, turtleneck and a pantsuit. And I was remembering like the first time I really wanted a pantsuit, and the fact that I have a story about like the first time I ever <laughs> really wanted a pantsuit. I was 12 years old. I was like new to school, fifth grade, and I thought that like that would be it. Like if I could walk into school in a pantsuit, <laughs> that like that would change my life forever. And I would like have all these friends, and it'd be like the, the most amazing year of my life. Because I got like I don't know if you guys know like Spiegel catalogs. They're like these uh, I don't know catalogs. <laughs> They're catalogs with like a bunch of clothes, like anything you need. And in, in the middle there was this section for business women, and it was just pantsuits and pencil skirts and blazers, sensible flats. Um, and I ripped it out and I asked, I called my grandma and grandpa in Chicago and I was like, hey, I gotta have this pantsuit. It was like navy blue and white trim. And I just like, I was like that and like a, a briefcase and like it would just change, it would change everything. Like I don't know what like compelled me to think like I would walk into school and like the new kids would be like, or the kids would be like, oh my God, look, look at the new girl. She's like an entrepreneur. That's so cool. That's like, so awesome. It was like women's size, so it'd be like I would be like swimming in it. There's no end to that story because I didn't get it. Um, yeah, I became a stand-up after not getting that pantsuit. Uh, yeah, um, I'm the least successful friend of my friend group. I don't know if any of you guys are that. You guys seem like you're pretty like good. I'm the least successful. My, uh, I have a friend named Stacy, and if that's not bad enough, she's just like, um, just like to shit on all names. Uh, she's she's super successful, and she brags about it. Like she's like, I don't know if you heard Mo, but me and Tim, we got a house on a hill. It's a real house. Like, I don't know what to say to that. Like, oh, I don't know if you heard, but I am. Uh, I'm now exclusively eating blueberry pop tarts for dinner. So it's a thing. Like she invited me to be in her wedding, um, and I was in her bridal party, which was a shit show. I, I really I don't understand bridal parties. I don't get it. I don't know any of the girls I'm standing up there with. We look like sister wives. Like we're like, we're like rising for our friend who's a bride who's just like horrible. <laughs> Uh, but the one good thing is you get a gift. You get a gift at the end of all, like, all of this madness. And I was so excited for this gift. Like, all my hard work was going to pay off. Um, so when we got the gift, it was like a mani-pedi spa day. And everyone got mani-pedi spa day except for me. And so when I went up to her, I'm like, hey, Stace, how come I didn't get mani-pedi spa day? She's like, oh, well, you know, Mo, you're a lesbian. I just figured I'd get you tickets to sports. Uh, <laughs> which I said, um, actually, Stacy, nail care is very important. Because uh, this is my dick, so it's like, keep this shit clean, you know? You know, we're just like, yeah, I know some girls understand what I'm talking about here. Other girls want to know. Men are barfing. Um, <laughs> thank you. I think that's all. I, I just want to leave you on that like weird thing. But thank you. Thank you for coming, and thank you for listening. Give it up for Mo Welsh. I'm going to sit down again. Just... <laughs>
I need to. Um, so uh, this book, obviously, we wrote because uh, we just discovered and figured out feminism. And uh, as we all, I think, just realized it's a thing. Um, so uh, if, like us, you're... Um, just realizing what feminism is, then you're probably wondering the very first question everyone asks themselves, which is, is dating a man feminist? Uh, and that's the title of this chapter I'm about to read you. Uh, is dating a man feminist? Now that you're almost feminist, you'll have many questions about how feminism applies to dating. Is dating a man feminist? Does feminism affect what I do in the bedroom? Does what I do in the bedroom affect feminism? Should feminism be giving me orgasms? The answer is a resounding yes to all of these. But the details of dating while feminists are much more complicated. Obviously, we don't need a man to be happy in life. Still, every woman has a right to honor her own desires. And if you do want a man, it's fine. Rest assured, you can date a man and still be feminist. But there's only one way to do so, and that's to keep things equal. Let us break your feminist dating concerns down to a, a few key points that are easy to digest, even on your first day off the master cleanse. So, how is dating a man feminist? Whoa, good question. As far as we know, feminists throughout history have participated in the dating scene. You can be feminist and attached or feminist and looking to mingle. If you're having sex right now, don't stop. You can still be feminist. And more important, you can still have sex. While there's no harm in dating, the crazy things we've done to find a man, or F-A-M, in the past have gotten us into some real trouble and compromised our feminist standards. It's not entirely our fault. All the old-timey magazines of our youth taught us to hate our bodies and change ourselves to please a man. No way, patriarchy. We're a powerful woman who need to love ourselves before we can love another person. Listen up, ladies. If you've not yet learned to love yourself, do not date. But once you're ready... Just remember to choose the dick before the dick chooses you. <laughs> Lena Dunham and Taylor Swift have taught us that. <laughs> no matter how romantically adventurous you are, you need to try them all. So make sure you get a good sampling of dick so you know what you want. Feminist dating is no longer about your being one of his options. It's about his being one of your options. One of many, many options. <laughs> Date a ton of people. Date until you don't enjoy it anymore. Date until you can't tell them apart from each other. <laughs> the best way to find the one is to date so many ones that you care a little bit less about which one you'll wed. <laughs> so before you settle down and move in together, make sure you've explored Tinder for a few years, or at least until you start swiping right on your cousins. <laughs> the next thing you need to know about feminism is that the personal is political, and that politically slash personally speaking, it matters who you date. Even if nobody ever actually meets him, everything you do together has a chance of ruining feminism for everyone. <laughs> this is why you basically have two options when it comes to feminist dating. The first choice is the chill dude. If a dude is chill, he's usually not going to say something disrespectful, because he doesn't need to talk all the time like some other dudes. This basically makes him feminist. <laughs> Chill dudes don't say dumb things about women because they're too busy waxing their vintage motorcycle, practicing hacky sack tricks, and laying down that D in an exceptionally chill way. You may never find out what he's thinking, but even if he did say something anti-feminist, he's chill enough to remind you to just chill out already, okay? Your second option is a hot male feminist. 
You can usually find a male feminist yelling his progressive opinions loud enough for you to hear across the bookstore. (laughs) It's not very chill, but is definitely feminist. A male feminist is brave and also very dateable because he's using his privilege to work for your rights. He could be doing so many other things with his male privilege, owning large boats, bulldozing the rainforest, getting into documentary filmmaking, you name it. But instead of fighting for his own personal gain, he chooses to fight for you by attempting to explain feminism better than you. He deserves so many feminist blowjobs for doing this. He may not be showing it, but he really wants that blowjob. Serious. Seriously, though. He didn't say anything to us, we swear. Which leads us to oral is mutual. All feminists give and receive oral in exactly 50-50 proportions. It doesn't matter if he likes giving it more or vice versa. We've entered a new era of equality and the records must reflect that. In this way, sex is actually a lot like voting. First you have to choose a candidate, then you go into a private place, and then you post a selfie afterward to show everyone that you just did. There's no wrong way to vote, but one candidate is probably better than the other, and everyone is kind of going to judge you for your choice. Also, having sex in a voting booth is super hot, so we totally recommend that you try it. Rock the voting booth literally. In short, having sex with a man can still be feminist as long as you sex the right kind of guy and have the right kind of sex with him. Come on, ladies. We're not burning bras and growing armpit hair here. We're just forcing you to choose the specific partners and activities that best reflect the values of feminism. And hey, you still get to do a lot of sex stuff. Thank you. Uh, I want to bring up our next stand-up. She uh, hosts a show on True TV called Hack My Life, Brooke Van Poplin. Um, wait, do we already discover these don't come out? So it's going to be a little, hi, soft shoe. Um, <laughs> First, well, okay. That's my choice. We're going off the stand. Um, first of all, I'm so excited. There's a book because I've been a huge fan of this site for a long time. Have you guys? It is. Laugh out loud, guffaw funny. I love Reductress and I'm so glad. I hope this will be the first of many books they put out in a series. Give them a round of applause. Yay. Um, yeah, oh, come out here. I don't know. What do we do? We're so close to each other. It's a lot. Um, I just turned 38 and uh, my style is going backwards. Uh, I, I call this look sexy toddler. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's ha- like. Every clothing choice I'm making recently just like every article of clothing involves becoming completely undressed to pee um so I'm like an actual baby being changed I'm like "Mm, put me on a dating pad like (laughs) I mean at this point someone should just wipe my butt but anyways um it feels great I like this choice I'm making with my outfit um yeah it's uh it's been a sad one who's been uh eating chili all week just drowning their sorrows in some comfort food just burping out loud just um it's, it was weird to leave the house, uh, I gotta say. But it's good to be here, you know what I'm saying? It's, we're in good company, I think. And um, yeah, but I'm acting like that's not how I usually am. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of trouble leaving the house. Uh, I'm in a symbiotic relationship with my sweatpants, ladies. 
soft pants. Men, you too. It's great. I, I, I just kind of am in this phase where every time someone invites me to go out, I'm like, oh, stop cock blocking me from my sweatpants. Like, it just feels so aggressive. I want to stay home. <laughs> it was hard to uh, put these on and get out of the softies. I call them the softies. Um, and I laid them down on my bed, and, you know, this is good, you know, whatever, just a little glimpse into my life. I was like, shh, shh, mama's just going out for 90 minutes. She'll be back. Um, so it's good. It's good to uh, be out of the house. Usually it's a white wine and pet finder. Hello. <laughs> Friday night. Uh, it's Friday, right? I've lost all track of space and time. Um, it's great. I, I uh, recently flew with my rescue dog. Thank you. She's an emotional support animal. <laughs> um, don't be fooled. Uh, very different from a service dog. Uh, service dogs are like the Navy SEALs of empathy. They are just like, they are there for people with actual needs. Emotional support animals, it's for people who have weed doctors who can write the notes uh, so their animal can fly in a plane with them. Uh, my dog is a garbage dog. I love her dearly, but uh, she's literally from a dumpster and has no business being on a commercial airline. But uh, it's cheaper than boarding her. So, you know, I'm like, come on, get on, let's ride JetBlue. Here we go. Um, and I'm like, no, she's an emotional support animal. Like, she actually gives me fucking panic attacks uh, bringing her in public. I'm like, oh, no, no, it's great. She's so misbehaved. She, like, her, like, she's not socialized correctly and, like, I'm no help because neither am I. But, like, she goes from, like, zero to switchblade, like, attitude wise, like, so fast. And, like, I'm in the airport trying to explain it away. Like, oh, no, no, when she bites children, that centers me, that helps me, <laughs> and my fear of flying, now she's very, oh, you know, I'm sorry, sir, she stole your muffin, and she just peed on your leg, but that's just calming, um, so that's been going, mm, okay, um, it's good. It's good. I, uh, I've been dating a little bit, and that's a nightmare. Uh, I'm out of my I don't know, 24th relationship. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, it's a good time. I, I'm trying to be cool and like fun 38-year-old out there on the streets, you know? And uh, I don't know how to deal with uh, men uh, in this day and age. Um, you know, I'm just always like, hey, what's up? I'm DTF, you know, trying to use the lingo. I'm like, woohoo, you want to, you, you DTF? Like, OMIT, we're <laughs> moving together? Whatever. Uh, I just uh, I'm trying to figure out how the young youngins talk to each other. It's not going great. Yeah, it's cute to be like, oh no, no, no it's cool. Like I just stayed over and pff, already called the Uber. I'm out of here. And he's like, no, stay. I'm like, oh really? I've got bags. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to move in. You know, I'm like, I cut a key. I work fast. Um, I love I love living with people. It's so fun to split rent. Um, it's a good time. You're going to see there's a, there's, a, there's a pattern with me. I've been married. I was in it for the sorbet makers. Um, you guys feel sorry for me. There's a little tenuous uh, feeling between us. It's okay. It's all right. You're like, oh, all right. I'm having fun. I promise. Um, I walked past... Uh, the CrossFit gym over here on the way up here. It's so funny. Like I'm trying to get in shape, and because uh, like I like I'm thin, but I'm not strong, and like you know, it's 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 just kind of a mess. And LA is just like, oh, I could be, you know, I I like to do that thing you guys all do where you like walk up dirt hills, you know. It's just like all we do in LA, and I'm like, I got this. And um, my friends are like, oh, if you really want to get in shape, you should do CrossFit. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine, but can we agree that people who do CrossFit are the Scientologists of the workout world? Can we get on board with that? Um, 
I don't know if you've seen some of these workouts. It's like L. Ron Hubbard himself designed them. He's like, give me 50 burpees. Flip over this tractor tire. Stop talking to your family. Build me a ship. It's, it's really, it's progressively harder the more in shape you get. I don't know if you've ever tried to burn calories uh, scrubbing barnacles off a tugboat <laughs> so you can sail it in legal waters where you can evade taxes. Anyways, <sighs> should we build a ship, guys? It just dawned on me. He can't touch us if we all get on a ship and stay in neutral waters, right? Oh, my God, Kickstarter. Kickstarter for the anti-Trump ship. We'll just, oh, anti-Trump cruise lines. I love it. Um, okay, it's good. It's good. We're out. We're think tanking. You know, this is good. How do we get out of this? Midterms, 2018. Anyways, um, very excited to rock that vote for the first time in my life. I, who's, I've never voted in a midterm. Who just suddenly changed their mind? I did. Okay, you guys are good civilians. Um, I'm new here. I met in California. I mean, always. Sorry. I'm a, I'm a little bit of primaries and general election only, but I am now going to become a midterm voter, and it feels exciting, right? You can feel excited about I know. Are we all a little sad? It's okay. But uh, I'll get out of here in a minute. I didn't see a little flat. There we go. I was like, I can't see you. Um, I do have a fun little uh, uh, thing. I like dating uh, younger guys. I was mentioning that. Because um, I'm the oldest in my family. I'm independent. You know, I'm kind of bossy. And a guy who knows who he is is <laughs> not for me. Uh, no thanks. No. I like, a, I like a real DIY project of a dude. A uh, little fixer-upper. Um, just like, oh, let me mold you. You're so stupid. <laughs> um, they're lovely. I, I kind of like run a rescue program a little bit. That's sort of what I do, I realized. I'm like, I'll go to Austin or a smaller city like Portland, and I'll pick out like a real dirty young guy, and I bring him back to one of the big cities, and I like cut his hair and give him a bath, and uh, I help him dress better, work on his resume, you know. Uh, after a few months, he starts to resent me. <laughs> it's crazy, you know, and I know that because he's peeing on the furniture, but... Um, I, I just, I don't know, like young guys, it's, oh, it's my true medium. I love working with them. Uh, I really do. I'm skilled at it. The song PYT by Michael Jackson, kind of my anthem. We know the lyrics. It's like, I want to love you, PYT, right? You know, you know the next verse. It's like, you need some fitted sheets. You do. Uh, and I just, you know, I'm here for you young guys. I know there's only a few of you here, but I just, oh, young men, I just want to help them with their bedrooms, you know, just the bare serial killer mattress and the floor, like, just a couch cushion for a pillow, like a dirty <laughs> shower curtain for a blanket, overturned empty cardboard box. You're like, that's not a nightstand. Um, I just, oh, I just want to take you to Bed Bath & Beyond, boy. I do. Just let me take you by the hand. This is called a dust ruffle. Um, I just get so excited doing that. And it's so cute because, like, being an older woman with a career, dating a young and employed dude, like, hey, right now in my situation, it's the closest I have to gender equality. I'm drunk with power. Um, it's great. I mean, that situation is going to change. Don't get me wrong. But meanwhile, I'll take it. It's so cute. My young and employed boyfriend, he always goes to try and, like, pick up the check at dinner, you know? But, like, mm, it's cute. He does that sort of nervous move where he's like, oh, I missed, <laughs> you know? He's like, oh, my wrist is weak. Like, he just couldn't, oh, just clamp down on the checkbook. It's so cute, you know? And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like, next time, buddy. <laughs> I just, I don't want him to feel bad. So I'm like, you can take my credit card up to the waitress like a big boy, you know? And I pat him on his bottom. I'm like, hey, chief, you get up there. Um... I don't know. I think that's a little fetishy, maybe, on my part. I like this dynamic uh, a little too much. But I've also never been the girl, you know, like, 
What are you going to do? Like in college when you have no money, and we all know those friends, maybe we've been that person who when you're younger, you're like, I want to go to the club, and I don't have any money, so I'm going to pretend to sleep with a guy, so he'll buy me drinks. And it's like, no, fuck you, that's a shitty business plan. That's not how you get an LLC in life, my friend, you know? And it's like, I'm, my mother raised me, she's like, always have $30,000 so you can cut and run. Um, you know, which is like, it sticks with you when your mother says something like that to you. So like, even at a young age, I was like, no, if you don't have any money, we don't pull that shit where we pretend to sleep with guys for free drinks. We've got to be feminists about this, all right? We're going to go to the bar, you don't have any money, you want a free drink, here's what you do. You lean in, ladies. And you steal a free drink. You just steal it when someone's not looking. Unattended one, all right? Just like dead soldiers, glug, you know, just go on down the bar. Sure, maybe you swallowed a cigarette, but but you've got your dignity. You do, you do. You guys have been lovely. Thank you so much for coming out to support the ladies and how to win at feminism. Which microphone am I going to fuck with today? Great. Um, well, while I finish this Altoid and get into proper reading, I should note that, you know, as an important reference book, uh, How to Win at Feminism does have an index. So, um, you know, it's a good reference point so that you can, like, pinpoint multiple important things. Uh, I just wanted to share a few, um, such as clothing, see fashion, consciousness braiding, consciousness raising. Kirk, comma, Katie, Dan, comma, with a hat, dating, chill dudes, um, dating apps, DeGeneres, comma, Ellen, Dench, Dame Judy, DeRossi, comma, Portia, designer handbags, dick versus vagina, diva cup, door slams, dropping stack of papers, Dr. Quinn, TV show character, Dunham, comma, Alina. So, a lot of good stuff in there. Take a look when you uh, have a little time, but I do want to get into uh, one of my favorite chapters that I think is really important to a lot of women in here. Um, You guys have probably heard the phrase, uh, there's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. Uh, So, this is uh, the nine circles of hell for women who don't help other women. Taylor Swift once said, Katie Couric once said, Madeleine Albright once said, There's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. According to many theologians, she's correct, at least partially. There are said to be nine circles of hell specifically designed for women who make social or professional faux pas. Save yourself from eternal punishment by reading this list. You're not on here, are you? First circle, women who don't participate in group texts. This is limbo for women like you who leave everyone hanging. You were specially selected for a hilarious thread about something that pertains to all of you, usually something cray-cray an ex-friend posted on Facebook. You were called upon, and you failed to answer that call. You'll spend forevermore asking strangers if you can borrow their charger. Second circle, women who post hideous pictures of other women on social media. You're a hot girl with a brand new iPhone and itchy trigger finger and no sense of other people's vanity whatsoever. Even if your friend just went through a breakup and just needs all the rebound attracting pics she can get, you're still going to post a shot of her mid-yawn with the caption, I love my beautiful friend. Your punishment is having large-scale portraits of your weird elbow skin posted online every hour on the hour. Repent. Third circle, women who bring chips to a potluck. (laughs) 
First of all, potluck means cooking. If they wanted to throw a party where everyone bought 7-Eleven chips at the last minute, they'd have called it a let's all give up party. <laughs> Plus, all the women who made salsa, hummus, or artichoke dip are already bringing chips, so gonna, there's going to be a lot of crunchy waste killers left over to tempt your host. This is a crime punishable by an eternity of trying to quietly chew something crunchy in a crowded lecture hall. <laughs> like this altoid in my mouth. Fourth circle. Women who never have cash. Unless you have an ATM phobia, there's no excuse for not having at least 20 bucks on you, especially when your ass knows it's brunch o'clock. Your sniveling pleas of, can I just Venmo you? And they take cards, right? Have echoed in businesses everywhere, from scoop shops to Moroccan rug markets. Until the end of time, you'll be forced to split $25 restaurant checks between eight different credit cards. And yes, they're all Chase Sapphire. Burn wench! Sixth circle Women who cancel at the last minute There is no girls night you won't skip No baby shower you won't forget about And no wingman duty you won't weasel your way out of Everything you type into your phone autocorrects to Oh my god I totally forgot so sorry to back out Prisoners of this sorry place are doomed to wait in a wine bar alone Until the universe folds in on itself Seventh circle. Women who only carry applicator-free tampons. Hmm. Your friend asked you if you had a tampon she could not she could use. Not, hey, do you have a fun excuse for me to finger fuck myself in this chilies? Her polite, confused smile means. I'm now going to shove a wad of toilet paper in my underwear. Thanks for nothing. But you still give her a smug, you're welcome. Your unrepentant earth friendliness will have you spending the afterlife with bloody fingernails. Eighth circle. Women who claim to be still full. Look, we all do adorable things so that guys will have sex with us. We sing beautiful songs. We volunteer with the elderly. We even bleach our buttholes. But it's too... It's too low of a blow to start rhapsodizing about your huge lunch. That shit is in the past. We are at a barbecue right now, and it's time to dine. No woman can compete for D with a girl who's painfully nibbling the corner of a watermelon wedge. You're doomed to be in a long line for plastic cutlery for all time. And finally, the ninth circle. Women who say, aww, at you. Your friend mentioned something slightly vulnerable. She got through a whole hot yoga class without going in a child's pose, or is thinking about signing up for Match.com. A non-garbage person would say, cool, but you slither into the conversation with the most condescending sound ever. Aww. In just one syllable, you have declared, I am better than you. You are nothing. Your punishment is to be an adult baby forever and ever. Aww. And that's it on that. I want to bring Beth back up here. Um, so we had a question to throw at you guys, and this is uh, kind of a very important piece of research for our company. Um, search your souls here with this one. Yeah, so show of hands, how many people in this audience have a type of milk in their fridge? Show of hands. How many people have two types of milk in their fridge? How many have three types of milk? Oh my god. How many have four? Oh my god, really? Four types of milk? How can you name them? Almond milk, regular milk, lactose milk, and baby formula. Baby 
Congratulations. Yeah. What's your name? What's your name? I can't hear it. Louie. Louie. Come up here. Well, or well, well meet us halfway. Meet us halfway and we, get a reductress tote. Yeah, we have a beautiful uh, baby bag for you to carry your diapers and baby formula in. Probably going to need a bigger tote than that, though. But that's a start. Um, four types of milk. That's so aggressive. So we are going to take some questions from the audience before we sign some books today. So I'm sure you guys have been just, have had a ton of burning questions just for dying us. dying to pick just our brains. dying. So uh, anybody have any questions for us? Yeah. You have an office in New York, right? Correct. Yes. Are you going to like open up another office somewhere or are you sticking in New York? Um... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if you saw how tiny our office is right now, you would laugh, I guess. So our office, like, let's say you take, like, from there to there and then come up to about here. That's our office in a co-working space. So um, Which our, our next big plan is to maybe, like, double that. Um, that's a big goal of ours. And like then add a chair. Yeah, maybe. like one like, chair for the part-time employee on the floor. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, we would in a perfect world, we would love to be here, too. I mean, unless, uh, given this current turn, turn of events, the economy just starts, like, wildly taking off. Yeah. And uh, the internet is suddenly the most lucrative <laughs> business. <Yeah. laughs> we're, we're still holding out for it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yes. How did we start Reductress? So we met doing sketch comedy in New York City. Uh, we were, I sort of was working on different sketch workshops, trying to get more women involved in the theater we were performing at, the Magnet Theater, and uh, sort of seeing similar themes pop up. Also was like just looking for more opportunities to get my own work out there where people might actually see it without like dragging a bunch of wigs to a theater. Um, and I just kind of randomly had the idea for a fake women's magazine, and I emailed Sarah, and I asked her if she would be interested in doing it. Yeah, so we spent four just uh, humiliating months, just really, like, everyone's like, are you working on your little blog? Isn't that cute? Um, but we were building the site. But and meanwhile, uh, we were working hard. We were working hard uh, for nothing. Um, we got a few friends together to write, um, like, 50 or 60 pieces, and then we launched from there, and that was in 2013, so... Yeah, here we are. Yeah. Yes. Um, what women's magazines, like from your past, do you find yourselves drawing the most on to satirize? If you have an answer to that. I don't think I have one. Yeah, I think it's, it's just sort of like just everything and like our entire culture and like everything that was ever said to me between the age of like 10 and now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know how it's like you don't remember what they say, but you remember how they make you feel. It's just like there's just a collective feeling of like dread and in, in inadequacy from my like teen years of reading like YM and 17 and everything. So, yeah. Wish I could pick one, but... Yes. Um, was there anything that you purposefully like took away from and tried to preserve from the Onion in Reductors, and anything you wanted to like react against that the Onion did that you wanted to put in Reductors? Um, so I. Uh, briefly interned at The Onion when I was very young, uh, but more with like the video department of The Onion. 
And uh, what I loved about it was just their process of getting a ton of pitches and like whittling it down to the best ones and like being very particular about the headline and the joke. Um, because if you can, if you have a really strong idea to start with, obviously it makes your work much easier from there. Uh, but what we did differently was like we wanted. I mean, first of all, it's a women's magazine and not a newspaper, obviously. But we did want to make sure that it ha- we very much had our own voice and we're doing our own thing um, because obviously there's a lot of copycat onion sites out there and a lot of people hate them. And we knew we would get written off for that very quickly if that's what it looked like we were doing. Not to mention the fact that. I feel like a lot of people saw us doing like a girly thing and they were like, oh, cute, you know? So, yeah, we were trying to like really make it laser focused and show people like what the tone of this was. Yeah, and I guess in addition to that, you know, moving away from the kind of area man, like general foibles of humankind, we wanted to focus in on stuff that uh, maybe wouldn't pass muster at the onion, but is like very specific to like the female experience um, that, you know, we could kind of point out that minutia a little bit and yeah. celebrate it and make fun of it too and a big part of the voice from the beginning was the condescending tone of women's media which I feel like is not really a part of what the onion does so. yeah yeah was there one moment or like a retweet or like a re-Facebook where you guys were like oh my god like this is it like we've arrived <laughs> uh, I don't know all sexual assault issue, I got like so much press, but was there anything that was even like more personal for you guys? Like, oh, this person who I admire, like, I know that they're reading our stuff. Yeah, I, there's been a couple of people we admire that like sort of like patted us on the back, I yeah. guess, online. Uh, Rob Delaney has been pretty supportive on yeah. Twitter, so that's been cool for us. Andy Richter has been supportive. All dudes? Um, I don't know. Men. What's up with that? I only... Pr- want male validation yeah exactly that's what means the most to us um we yeah men love us yeah but yeah i mean it's one of those things where like it it feels it feels like good to get press but there's just as many days when like nothing happens so it's kind of good to just like be like you know what just gotta keep plugging away at it every day and like take it for what it is and also now that we've gotten press over the years it's like you realize how little certain press means like just in terms of like website traffic or career or anything you're yeah. like you're like oh that was cool and then it's like the next day it's like nothing had happened yeah so <laughs> yeah sorry that was really inspirational i, was, I know yeah don't uh, try anything in life yes um what was your inspiration for writing the book Ooh, great question. Uh, our inspiration came from uh, a lot of what we were seeing in the media, uh, the media's representation of feminism. It was very reductive um, and misinformed. Um, and it tended to celebrate a feminism that only celebrated people who had spending power and um, tended to be like white mainstream women. So a lot of uh, the book is kind of a parody of this women's media's take on feminism that isn't necessarily uh, encompassing all of the feminisms and all of the things we actually value as feminists. Yeah. I think it's like a little more focused on like looking like a feminist than actually achieving any feminist goals. Yeah, and the many, many double standards that come with like the media's packaging of feminism. Yeah. Where do you uh, source your articles from? Do you all just get together? 
Yeah, uh, we have a bunch of contributors who email us pitches, uh, usually like once a week, um, and we take like maybe ten percent of those. Yeah, pitches. maybe even less these days. But um, yeah, and then we have an in-house staff now, a uh, small team, and we'll kind of like bat around topical ideas and try to find stuff to target in the news. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh wait, wait, we go ahead. Yeah. All right. So uh, the night of the election. After um, the results came out, I walked uh, through a bar to the bathroom, and a guy leaned over and said, smile. Um, and obviously, this isn't the first time this has happened. I was wondering if you have the perfect comeback for... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, always, I'm shocked into silence every time. Yeah. Mm. Die? Did someone say die? Yeah, yeah, I like die. Uh, uh, yeah, I like that one, I think. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Whoever said that, that was the right yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, Support. <laughs> Our doctors endorses that. Uh, uh, sorry, someone over here had a question. Yeah. Yeah, my question was, uh, if we want to write for productors someday, uh, so we're now looking at uh, new writers on like a quarterly basis. So you can email apply at Reductress, and they'll send you the info when that time comes. Correct. <laughs> I, I validate that. Um, Die. Yeah, any other questions? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this is. I'm trying to think how to word this. I guess I'll just do it basically. Like, do you have any favorite headlines that like pop out when I ask that question? Like something that just made you like fall on the floor, like. Haha. Um. We really love. I'm a lady in the streets in a haunted clock tower in the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> Why I stopped meditating and started screaming. Um, We're piercing my baby's tongue, here's why. Yeah, um. yeah. And I think uh, one from this week was um, women run off to the hills to form actual pantsuit nation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. It's so hard many. to pick. But so many. Some. <laughs> All right, I think we got time for like one more question. I saw a man had a question number two. There's no shame in that. Um, do you guys have any plans to start doing videos? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've had plans to do it for a long time, but there is literally, like, two of us plus three part-time people, so it's like we don't have the bandwidth necessarily to do it as well as we want to. Do we want to? Yes. Absolutely. Someday. Someday, yeah. Uh, cool. All right, with that... Um we're going to encourage you guys to get books and get them signed. If you will line up along this side, and you will be able to speak to them and get your autograph signed, and we're going to um, give them one more round of applause. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget that you can listen to this and all of our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.